This is JimPinto.com e-news number 313, the 25th of April 2013. This e-news is read by Jim's text-to-speech robot, Mac Jimbo, or Mac Jimbot, if you prefer. As usual, there are five items and three feedbacks in this issue of e-news. Item 1. Reclaiming our republic. In the last two issues of e-news we discussed lobbying and blatant bribery in the U.S. government. This corruption at the heart of American politics is caused by direct funding from a very small percentage of wealthy Americans. That's the message at the core of a talk by Harvard Law Professor Lawrence Lessig. In a recent TED Talk speech which quickly gained well over 500,000 views, he relates how bribery corrupts in the most fundamental way. His rallying bipartisan message resonates everywhere. Lawrence Lessig describes how America arrived at this crisis. Good people, with good intentions, have allowed our democracy to be corrupted and exploited. Lessig examines the root causes of this problem. He discusses campaign financing and corporate lobbying, showing how the core of the system has become corrupted. He calls for Americans to mobilize and bring about a new constitutional convention to return our republic to its originally planned greatness. Lessig champions the idea that we can succeed if we accept that corruption is our common enemy and that we must find a way to fight against it. He presents practical and intellectual tools for the people to do something about it. Lessig's TED Talk is the rallying cry for the country to reclaim the American Republic from the corruption of lobbying and election funding. It is a stunning talk, with massive bipartisan appeal. Watch the TED Talk, and share the link with others. Item 2. Fusion Power on the Horizon. Fusion is one of the most spectacular wonders of nature, and scientists understood the physics behind this wonder some 70 years ago. In fusion reactions, two light atomic nuclei fuse together to form a heavier nucleus. In doing so they release comparatively large amounts of energy arising from the binding energy of the strong nuclear force, causing an increase in temperature. Fusion can deliver safe and environmentally benign energy using abundant and widely available fuel, without the production of greenhouse gases or long-term nuclear waste. It is one of very few options for the large-scale, non-carbon future supply of energy. The International Thermonuclear Experimental Reactor, ITER, was officially announced as part of a seven-party consortium, six countries and the EU. In spite of the fact that several key people responsible for development of the project were from the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, MIT, the U.S. backed out of the project, apparently for political reasons. ITER is currently under construction in Cadarache, France. Nuclear power is the primary source of electric power in France. In 2004, Almost 80% of the country's total production of electricity was from nuclear power, the highest percentage in the world. France jumped at the opportunity to take the lead in fusion power. In the U.S., progress in fusion developments has stalled because of budget cuts and annual funding fluctuations. Commercializing fusion power remains many decades away. Energy from fusion has huge potential. Fusion produces no greenhouse gases, and, 
Unlike nuclear fission, it does not produce long-lived radioactive waste. Further, there is no chance of a runaway reaction that could lead to a Fukushima-type meltdown event. Fusion energy is also virtually unlimited. It will revolutionize the energy system when commercialized. We need a national commitment to develop fusion power. This would mean committing $30 billion over the next 10 years to achieve demonstration levels of fusion power. This will set the stage for full-scale commercial power that can drive American prosperity for centuries to come. Item 3 Google Glass is coming. For several years now in my technology futurist talks, I've discussed a small screen built into eyeglasses in a corner on one side so as to not affect normal vision. This would be the next step from a handheld smartphone. One could check information on the Internet, make hands-free telephone calls, record and playback what one is seeing, and more. Google has officially released specifications and application programming interfaces for its Glass Explorer editions, a beta program designed to generate developer interest, apps, buzz and improvements for a broader rollout. Could this be Google's iPad? Google Glass is a mobile technology platform, just like a smartphone or a tablet, it is different in that it is an always-on technology that has one particular feature that the others do not. That's the issue of life logging. It's pretty obvious when someone is using a smartphone or a tablet to take photographs or record videos. Sometimes it could be surreptitious, as presidential candidate Mitt Romney discovered much to his chagrin. Google Glass has thrust wearable tech into the mainstream. Before the product even hits consumer shelves, there will be around 10,000 users across the U.S. with just the developer version. These people will be responsible for how the world initially perceives this new product category. Item 4 Pinto Keynote Speech Industrial Automation in the New Digital World A couple of weeks from now, May 7, 8, 2013, I will be the keynote speaker at the Automatic User Group Conference in Towson, Baltimore, Maryland. My subject, Industrial Automation in the New Digital World. The future is coming at us fast. Several growth inflection points are starting to impact in the new digital automation world. Rapid shifts are occurring in all measurement and control environments from wired systems to wireless connectivity, from conventional client-server processing systems to cloud-based processing, from tethered PCs and centralized operator stations to an abundance of mobile devices, from deterministic measurement and control to distributed peer-to-peer -peer based I.O., from relatively large centralized systems to the industrial Internet of Things, IoT. The new automation leaders will be those who can demonstrate that their products and services can yield significant productivity improvements and can meet the demands of rapidly changing global markets. If you're in the Baltimore area, please attend the Automatic Conference. If you're available during May 7-8, come hear my presentation and meet key people at GE Intelligent Platforms, Moxa, Stratus, Automation Control Products and several others. You'll be glad you were there. Item 5. Mobile Devices in Automation 
The use of Wi-Fi connected tablets, smartphones and mobile devices is starting to generate explosive growth in industrial automation and process control. Integration of mobile technology is changing the landscape rapidly because it reduces costs, improves operating efficiency, boosts productivity and increases throughput using existing people and resources. Changing from a paper process to inputs and displays on mobile devices dramatically boosts worker productivity and yields drastically reduced total cost of ownership. Mobile Device Management MDM, software gives organizations the ability to track smartphones and tablets, identify users on the network and deploy applications from a secure foundation. Securely deploying mobile devices is a major challenge, especially as integration with business applications means more sensitive information is accessible if a device is lost, borrowed, or stolen. With smartphones and tablets, the freebie is the camera, which can be used to view the user, with image recognition to authorize or disable the device. As usual, there are three feedbacks in this issue of A News. Feedback 1. Bill Ellerton from Australia gives us his opinion about the GE approach to the industrial internet. Says Bill. GE seem to have their collective heads in the cloud, pun intended, when it comes to the practicalities of using technology in manufacturing. There is no doubt that we need to improve productivity through the more widespread use of automation and by linking automated plants, MES, through to corporate ERP systems etc. The problem with GE's approach is that they don't seem to be able to really explain how to achieve this. Instead, they prefer to talk about interconnected machines that can extract data and find meaning where it did not exist before. Maybe GE does have some substance behind the rhetoric and it's simply GIP's management who are unable to enunciate a clear and precise value proposition. I can't help feeling at the moment that GEIP's approach sounds more like a pitch to flog risky financial derivatives than a genuine attempt to explain how they might be able to deploy their technology to improve productivity. Feedback 2. Martin Greenwood, also from Australia writes on the subject of driverless cars. Martin says, Never forget the law of unintended consequences. I suspect we will find out the problems with driverless cars the hard way. I have cruise control on my car, I need it, and paid extra for it. Very good on the open road, but not so good on winding roads or in heavy freeway motorway interstate traffic, especially at peak hour. It has a bad habit of slowly catching up with or slowly falling behind the car in front, especially if that car does not have cruise control. As driverless cars develop, there are bound to be unexpected consequences as they interact with older manual cars, and with Farmer Brown's tractor and trucks, and horse floats etc. on our roads. Feedback 3 Peter Judd provides insights on the subject of politicians being unable to fix the current worldwide financial crisis. Peter writes, Reading your article about the financial crisis in the U.S. and the politicians' seeming inability to do anything about it, I thought you might be interested in this comment. Einstein was onto it when he said, you cannot solve a problem with the same kind of thinking that created it. Another version is, 
How do you solve a debt-driven problem with the debt-based solution? Well, that's this issue of e-news. Please send us your feedback. Send your email to jim at jimpinto.com. Thank you for listening.